0: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.
1: Cultivate farms and food systems that nourish, heal, and empower. Register now for Pasa Sustainable Agriculture's 2023 conference. Access more than 90 sessions on topics including environmental conservation, food justice, sustainable food and textile production, renewable energy, and much more. Featuring a not-to-be-missed lineup of speakers including indigenous environmental scientist and author of Fresh Banana Leaves, Jessica Hernandez, the best-selling author of The Art of Fermentation, Sandra Katz, co-owners of heritage seed company, True Love Seeds, Owen Taylor and Chris Bolden Newsom, and many more. Pasa's conference takes place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, on February eighth through eleventh, and includes social networking events plus an expansive trade show. Register now at pasafarming.org/conference. That's p-a-s-a farming.org/conference.
0: I'm Lou Bank. I'm Chava Paribas. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning, critically acclaimed podcast that helps Green Gex bartenders better understand agave. Agave spirits in
2: rural Mexico. And today, Lou has decided he wants to ruin my weekend. I was smiling too much the I, last time I, I see him. I kind of want to, and you kind of want to ruin your
0: whole month job. Oh, freaking Christ! I, I, I think <laughs> I've done a pretty good job of ruining your quarter
2: with all of this travel. You have, we've done. you have indeed. There you you have been quite miserable. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, so we're talking about something that I believe we repeat a lot in some ways or another. Like I think it's a very present thing in all of our conversations. But somehow we have never decided to do. A full of our famous miniseries about it. <laughs> or even, I think, a single episode. Yeah. So, you know, there's
0: a lot of industry talk about only supporting sustainable mezcals, right? We've, oh, yeah, right. We've seen <laughs> a, a bunch of uh, articles on this and people saying, well, oh, this is what you should look for to know that you're buying a sustainable oh, mezcal. This is
2: really funny. Actually, somebody that we know that I cannot mention his name or, uh, origin was telling <laughs> us that uh, he claims that there's such thing as a mezcal police uh, Roy please do this like some, some text there mezcal police? they live inside yeah, of yeah, my cool. head? what? I don't
0: understand what you mean
2: Well, he was saying that uh, he was in this mission of promoting uh, some a brand yeah. uh, around the California area, California in the U.S. And he was saying that there was uh, that it was mostly gossip oriented, but yeah. that there was this sort of uh, present idea that you should only support the good guys. And right. the way that the good guys right. were being defined was rather um, flimsy is a word in English. Flimsy works. Yeah.
3: Well, right. and that's, and that is, that is
0: exactly the point of what I want to talk about today, right? Mm. So, right. so they've got this notion. Well, they, these people who were these talking to is... our anonymous friend have this notion that this, that this behavior is good. This, this other behavior is bad. Um, and I, I wouldn't even disagree with that, honestly. Mm. Like, I, but I, I think, I think um, the 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 idea that somehow any of this adds up to making a brand sustainable is it's not even kind. Con- it's just it's it's an it's a false narrative.
2: Okay, can I make a caricature out of this? And of I course. know that it's not it. It's a little bit more complex than this, but not that much. Okay. So I think I'm allowed to make a caricature of this. Sure, go ahead. So yeah. I think that there is. Uh, it's almost like a soccer thing you know like right now that the world cup is going on mm-hmm. and the underdog is a good guy and it's it's a weird feeling right like we've been educated to love the underdog mm-hmm. even if they are not ideal in many ways, shapes, or forms. We just love to be on the side of the underdog. Sure, because we all feel like underdogs ourselves, yeah. Yeah, 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 or would like to think of us as underdogs because it's a better narrative, you know? So I think, or what I've heard a multitude of times is you want to buy from these small guys. And something really funny to me is what does small... (laughs) <laughs> like mean you right. know, like, it's really interesting to me because in a bunch of these communities that we visit, just the fact that you have a copper alambic mm-hmm. you've got money you're able to put aside money for long enough to buy this over the top beautiful piece of jewelry to make alcohol so right. within that group of people, actually what we're looking from the outside as the ultimate underdog is not that quite so well, okay, fair enough, but you know, but that that isn't even about
0: the sustainability narrative, right?
2: Well, but but that is my fr- like, Sorry, uh, that is actually <laughs> my point. So, what is the connection between being a small guy and being sustainable? Well, I, 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 I really think that that is how this uh, this mentality works, or how this idea works. So, I guess the the first thing is, if you're small, you're gonna have less impact that that is what less negative that, impact, than, than a huge yeah, yeah than a huge factory yeah but is but is your but you're still having an impact right well
0: you know this it's interesting you saying this because it reminds me of the visit i had with zignum um, where they were showing me how elaborate their operations were to convert their venases and and other wastewaters into potable water Mm-hmm.
2: Potable water.
0: Yeah, that they no use, way. Yeah, that they used to to um to go back into their system.
2: Wow. Maybe that explains a few things. Uh,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you know but to, but to your point, like like saying the small guy is uh, somehow more sustainable misses the um, the efficiencies or ignores the efficiencies that you can have that are. I mean, you know, we've had this conversation about diffusers before. If you want to talk about sustainability, a diffuser actually gets more sugars per kilo out of the agave than any other process of converting it into alcohol right it is the
2: best way to assure that you are using the tiniest little bit of the precious sugar that it's inside <laughs> the agave yes right, correct right now you know having
0: said that I, I i don't think i've ever tasted anything that came out of a diffuser that i need to taste twice doesn't interest mm. me it's um, your problem but but if the conversation is about sustainability
2: that's a different conversation right Well, yes. And I, you know, like there's a bunch of things that uh that in the small guys area, I've always feel uh, like strong feelings against just the fact that they're walking around fire, like open flames that come from biomass and they're smoking all that or they're getting all that smoke into their lungs day in, day out. And that their eyes. I don't know if you've seen the eyes of of a bunch of the guys that we visit. Oh, I can't look but... them in the eyes. I'm too embarrassed. I know. They're too pretty for you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you might fall in love inadvertently. Well, this uh, is, but...
0: I mean, this is, in essence, what you're saying, Chava, is the mission of, I, I, I can't remember if it's both Don Amado and Mina Real or just one of them, but these two brands that are owned by, uh, I think owned by Jake Lustig, but I could be wrong there. Um, the, he's certainly the importer of them. Um, one of the things that they did for one or both of those brands is they changed the way that they, um, that they were, were uh, cooking the agave and distilling uh, in order to ensure that the families weren't in that kind of contact with smoke because so many of the family members had died of cancer.
2: Yes, and not only that, you know, like I think that there is, I mean, th- this is also so funny to me. Like sometimes people get annoyed because the underdog or the small guy gets more exposure, gets more successful, and starts producing more. And then suddenly, it's almost like they have betrayed the cause. And they don't remember that these people have been selling their mezcal for less money than Coca-Cola for the last 40 years. And they don't know how long we're going to keep on loving mezcal. So they're going to jump on this if they have the means and the capacities. But then their fuel to run all of this is wood. What are they going to do? Like they they don't really have another option. So you're taking some things that maybe in that tiny little scale mm-hmm. might not be as offensive, but as they grow, they 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 have like such a uh, potential of eroding, destroying uh, even the the producers themselves. Like with the example of the smoke.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's it's. It, it it's such a bizarre thing, right? Like you love these people, you want them to do really well, but then the fact that they're doing really well makes that their process uh, becomes more onerous.
0: You know, it it, it also uh, makes me think about, uh, it, it just because, uh, you know, I, I like to, uh, to DO bash, it also makes me think about the regulations within the DO that force the use of wood, right? And force well, the use of smoke.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, yes,
0: right. Yeah, direct fire yeah, yeah. is that. I guess it's well.
2: Yes, direct fire, but you can create direct fire in many ways. Uh, well, I guess the there's problem- yeah, natural gas. Yeah, yeah. Well, or you can use you know like compacted briquettes. But, I mean, there's options. The thing is that again, like in this nostalgia or narrative, Mm-mm. or the small guy doing the things that as they've always done it. Yeah, it's almost like the options that they may have in order to really have a to be regenerative or to have a less uh, aggressive impact on their environment, mm-hmm. they're almost discouraged to that because people are telling them that they're uh, betraying their tradition if they change anything of what they do.
0: Right, 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 right. Which is ironic because, in fact, the whole D.O. is organized to force people to change their traditions and conform to the D.O. in order to use the word mezcal or use the word tequila. And even
2: the Gabi spirits, Lou, like really I think that sometimes we go into these places and we decide what their tradition is. And they just decide not to tell us otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, so that's that's the the asking
0: the leading question in essence, right?
2: Correct. I think we do that. I think a lot of the agave spirits nerds are the ultimate offenders in that.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It, yeah. Oh, you've of been course doing you don't.
2: Since you can remember, right? Oh, You're you've... a fifth generation that has been doing this forever, right?
0: <laughs> oh, you don't age in wood. Of course, you wouldn't age in wood.
2: That yeah. kind of stuff, yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. the the important thing here that we are trying to get to is <laughs> yeah. which which will be the markers or which will be like if me Chava, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I have like a amount of money that I spend every month. I on like the,
0: I like that you say me Chava in case people think that your voice is Lou. But keep going. <laughs>
2: Well, I like just trying to talk to me uh, about me in the third person, uh, hard, <laughs> uh, no, Hey, I'm making this really badly, but yeah, like I have a certain amount of money that I want to spend in Mezcal a month. Yeah. How do I make the decision to spend that money in a Mezcal that is less destructive?
0: That is less destructive.
2: Yeah, let's start from there. I don't even want to use the word sustainability. I don't want to use the... i just less destructive than others. How do I gauge that? Which are the yeah. tools that I have at hand in order to say, like, okay, uh, Felipe is better than Victor?
0: Okay, so, so you know, I'm I'm going to... Just just because I feel like it'd be offensive not to do it, I'm going to invoke the name Esteban Morales, right, from uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, La Venenosa and Terrombas, because he was the first guy who said to me, don't look for... Um, uh, sustainability because it's not it doesn't exist. Look for best practices. And that's really what mm-hmm. you're talking about. like what are what are the best practices that you want to look for? And I think it's important to say that there is no one right way mm-hmm. uh, that that anybody can absolutely define as these are the best things, right? So you know that's mm-hmm. that's the first thing I'd say. Um, uh, but having said that, the things that that I look for, right? Yeah is, you know, get out of Oaxaca and stay away from Espadine. I'm not saying never drink anything made from Espadine. and I'm not saying never drink anything made in Oaxaca, obviously, because there's no name that we invoke more on this, this podcast than Lalo Anales Lalo. at La Locura, who's like, I, I if if I had to go through life and not drink his agave spirits, it would be a sadder life, right?
2: Hmm. Yeah. At the same time, and I think that's the second part of my question is how how do I find out that these producers are, in fact, engaging in these best practices? Well, because I mean, we well, were talking before this podcast, and I was complaining that a bunch of the websites or well, Instagrams well, or media that is created by the companies that either import, export, or uh, you know, like market these products. It's a bunch of people drinking and pretty cocktails or, uh, you know, like jicaras and like perlas, but it's very little insight on the production side of things and what you will refer to as the best practices.
0: Well, sure. But if we go back to that first point that I was making, right, Mm -hmm. that like look outside of Oaxaca and look outside of Espadine. That becomes pretty simple, right? And the point to that is that, in essence, we're turning, we're turning Oaxaca into the same kind of monoculture with Espadine that Jalisco has become with Blue Weber. So if yeah. you just look at a bottle and see, okay, hey, look at this. It's from Guanajuato, and it's, it's made from Salmiana, Drink it. Right? Like right now, the last time I checked the numbers, something like 90% of all mezcal was made from Espadine yeah. in Oaxaca, which means that basically one out of every 10 times the average consumer is making a choice. The choice is something that's not Espadine, not Oaxaca. Hey,
2: just do that two yeah. out of 10 I mean, times, I, three I like out of 10 hopes. times. Well, I really like how simple that formula is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna give you a compliment. Won't happen again during these three episodes. So I like <laughs> the, the simplicity of that formula also because you are sending money to other areas of Mexico. Yeah. Which again, I think that uh, yeah, like that's a twofold thing. Mm-hmm. You are giving more. Uh, you're distributing the. Pressure on the land Mm -hmm. in more square uh, kilometers. Mm -hmm. And you are also giving more communities, more families resources in order to take better care of their lands. Because honestly, something that I've learned in Mexico Mm -hmm. is people don't want to leave their towns. Sure. They don't want to go live in Mexico City, in La Condesa. Right, Frigno. They want to stay where they have their family, their roots, their uh, the mango that they like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the parties that that, that they enjoy, their saints, mm-hmm. and they are actually extremely good at taking very good care. Of their land, if they have the means and uh, and and the mind, uh, the the the, main, the the sanity or the I don't know, like just the resources in order to do that. Yeah. So uh, I didn't I didn't find the words for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm really struggling. Uh, but, 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 but 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 I think that that the more resources you give to to the people, that are starting to to see in agave available resource, mm-hmm. the better they might take care of of their land until it gets to a certain size
0: yeah yeah, I think I think that's right, and you know, and, and outside of that, I you know, like I have to agree with you. Like, you read all sorts of claims about people who say, "Well, we're replanting agave," yeah. and 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 I have no doubt you are because if you don't, you're not going to be able to make mezcal in the that, future. That is
2: such a bizarre thing. How did that become the sustainability ethos of agave? I'm going to be sure I don't run out of my raw material. How the hell did that become anything? Right.
0: right. Well, it it does make mezcal sustainable.
2: <laughs> well, like, <laughs> uh, uh, and they go and cut the trees of of the mountains of Oaxaca to plant agave because it sinks CO two. What the hell? Like, I mean, the trees were doing <sighs> a pretty good job of that. Yeah, it, it irritates me without Which, end. But
0: but you know, but I also just I want to uh, put a fine point on this. I'm not saying that anybody who says they replant agave is trying oh, yeah. to mislead the market or is evil or is anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying. It's it's much more conf- It's it's mu- it's a much more delicate issue that requires much more research than just reading on a website or a label. We're replanting agave, or we're replanting five agave for every one that we use. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. Anything and, and, like
2: and I that. think I think that actually one of the very simple questions that could be asked when that claim is done it's where are you planting these agaves? Yeah what was there before, like, yeah, what was what was there before you planted those agaves? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how are you planting those? What else is there when you are planting those? What are you allowing to stay? It's like, it's basically real estate development, right? Yeah. So you're asking yeah. them, like, is this a gentrifying exercise? Are you allowing for the people that, were, like the vegetation, fauna, and flora that was there to actually still have a house? Nope. Like, I think that's such a simple question that, could actually give a good context to the practice of planting moriage.
0: Yeah, and you know, and and outside of that, like I really do think you have to go and visit people. And then when I think about that, mm. Java, it 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 forces me to think about the things you and I have seen that I would I would regard as good practices. You know, outside of replanting in a uh, responsible way both agave and trees and all the other biodiversity from these communities right but you know so like what are the things that you think of that we've seen on our trips that you think oh that's that's a that's a good practice i wish more more people were doing that
2: Oof. I mean, honestly, I think that, uh, what do you put me in the spot, Lou? I I can throw a a few things out at you. Okay, go, 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 go. (laughs) Because I I, I, I struggle with
0: this. (laughs) Sure. So, you know, let's go back to Lalo. Right. I love what Lalo's doing both in terms of like he's to my knowledge, he's the guy who sparked this um, this return of adobe made from uh, Bagasso and Vanassas. A hundred
2: percent. Yeah. When I was in Sombra, he was the guy that we went to consult with in order to teach us how to do that yeah Yeah, 100 percent. he's the guy that 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 started the whole thing
0: yeah so so you know that comes to mind then also the fact that he's taken his farm his, his i'm sorry his palenque and turned it into a farm and into a ranch and so that he's he you know he's he's basically everything that he needs to make his certainly what he would call mezcal everything that he needs for that is coming from his own land
2: Yes. And even his I mean his exercise of replanting, yeah. just like planting from seed, having genetic diversity. Yeah. yeah. Even recuperating trees, he's not just yeah. a Gabe obsessed, he's biodiversity obsessed. Right. So he's been actually recuperating a lot of different trees that he hadn't seen in a while. Uh yes, I mean he he is one I mean, that's why we repeat his name so much. He's one of the brightest minds, I believe. And it's a very accessible bright mind because yeah. I think some other of the minds we just don't know enough or we haven't had enough time right. to really delve into them to 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 gain so much. But yeah, like that's that's the beauty of
0: Lalo. And then you know, at the other side, since you invoke the uh, the sombra name, like besides picking up um, uh, that baton from Lalo and and using the waste products to make uh, make adobes. You know, I think about the solar panels that they're using at Sombra,
2: right? Yes, I mean th- there's just simple things that are already ubiquitous in a lot of industries, mm-hmm. but that can fit very well in a mezcal production. Uh when I think of sombra, I think they did a, uh I mean not just because I was there, but I think they did a good job in like trying to bring a lot of the things that were ready mm-hmm. that was like obvious to implement and they were like, Yes, this makes a ton of sense, guys. Why is this not the most common practice around? So solar panels just like being responsible with your Binasses, yeah. you know, like not not throwing them into the river, at least getting it, getting them treated. Uh, also, moving away from wood or biomass to to do your fire and like getting technology. I mean, it was we, crazy we, what we did at the time for them.
0: When you're saying fire, put a fine point on that for me, please.
2: Oh well, so uh, for distillation, mm-hmm. in order to be called artisanal mezcal, with one given exception, uh, <laughs> you need to use uh, that we know direct of direct fl- that we know of. You need to use direct a direct flame to to distill the, the mezcal. So actually, when we designed a flame. Or combustion systems for them, we did it in such a way that if in the future they wanted to implement methane mm-hmm. into the burner mm-hmm. instead of natural gas or just regular propane, they were able to do that. Cool. So it was considered to be a multi fuel system in the case that in the future they were able to implement that. And again, like there's there's so much of that that has to be yet to, to, to be done.
0: What about the, the, the cooking of the agave? Is that still done with wood?
2: That's still done with wood. Yeah. That is, uh, I, I have a few ideas. Actually, yeah. in in maybe a year or two, I might be able to share something that I am currently designing. To probably have a better approach to this, but it's too early to talk about it.
0: And then I think about that one exception that you referred to, and I'm afraid to name them because I don't want them to get thrown under a bus for doing something that's good. And, you know, they're still following regulations, but, but, you know, but there's a brand out there that was grandfathered in using a steam jacket for their distillation, which...
2: I think... They have been using since the 1800s, mind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I say, I guess, great-great-great-grandfathered in.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, that looks to
2: me also like best practices. It depends how are you creating the... I mean, I, 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 I I haven't done the calculations, and I think they are... There's a few things to be said about that, but they could be better, yes. If implemented right, I think that actually using steam or what I've, I... I I just didn't... Ha, I just had very little experience with steam. Yeah. And now that I'm studying it with more uh, care and attention and actually looking at its advantages, I do think uh, a distillery as a unit yeah. could use significantly less energy... If you are using a whole integrated steam program that, uh, that, that it's well implemented, I'm still not sure. But yes, I think there's a lot of gains there that could be done.
0: God, I want, I want you to design a, uh, a clay pot still with a steam jacket. That's what
2: I want to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, we know Tomás Lava Lancaster that has done that with electricity, Oh, there you go. Yeah, with with electric elements, which can run from a solar panel or it can run from many other sources of alternative energy. So, I mean, there's many options Mm -hmm. uh, that it's just a matter of time until people start embracing them. There you go. I hope. (laughs) I hope. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I think we wrap up this first of our three parts on sustainability. And then let's, let's start talking about the
2: sustainability of everything else, Chava. Oh, Lord, this was long. I cannot imagine what's coming. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for sending this. Adiosito. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about Agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Marc Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at gabberroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast please let us know and if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him He is one Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls Inc. Agave Road
3: Trip is powered by
0: Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network.